Small business owners are not adequately protecting themselves from identity theft and cyber fraud, according to new survey results collected by Bank of the West. In fact, the majority of small businesses have no policies or best practices related to remote networking or email and internet security. And one in three small businesses does not use any type of fraud protection services. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. I'm joined today by Michelle DeGangi and David Polino of Bank of the West, who explain what the survey's findings mean for banking institutions and small businesses throughout the country. Michelle and David, Bank of the West's Small Business and Consumer Survey was conducted between May and June of 2013, and it, of course, included consumers and small business owners. What was the purpose of conducting the study? So, Tracy, at Bank of the West, we work with thousands of small business owners throughout our 19-state footprint, and through our close relationships with them, we've seen firsthand how devastating fraud can be on them. So we wanted to take a deeper look into how they are protecting themselves and what their plans are over the coming months and years and how we can better help them moving forward. So how many businesses and consumers were included in this survey and where were they primarily located? It's a fairly extensive study. It was comprised of more than 1,600 business owners in total. We conducted more than 800 online interviews across the country through Harris Interactive. And then we also um, had our bankers meet with about 800 customers um, and other small business contacts throughout the entire 19-state footprint. And is financial fraud a concern for these companies that were surveyed? Well, protecting yourself from financial fraud should be a concern for everyone, especially for uh, small businesses. Some research that we have shows that small businesses are a target of fraud. According to a study by the uh, ACFE, small businesses uh, comprise the highest rate of fraud at 31.8% and also had the largest median loss. In our study, we saw that 85% of small business uh, principals feel responsible for fraud prevention, but over the next year, only 22% of them plan to take additional action from what they're doing today. That concerns me as a fraud prevention professional. And then what ranked the highest among the fraud concerns that were collected? Was it ACH and wire fraud? Was it fraud linked to employee compromises or perhaps insider threats? Well, interestingly enough, the majority of small businesses, 28%, cited credit card and debit card fraud. And then that was followed by viruses and malware at 23%, and then phishing and business identity theft at 11%. Uh, Interestingly, only 6% cited uh, internal or employee fraud. Now, one of the things that I've found interesting about the results that were collected is that one in three small businesses does not use any type of fraud protection service, such as ACH positive pay or ACH block. What does this tell us? Well, Tracy, I think there's a few different things. It could mean that some owners aren't really familiar with these services, uh, that they think they're too expensive or they don't know how to use them. In all instances, I suggest that small business owners do talk to their bank or other service providers, trusted advisors, who can help them make informed decisions about steps that will make the most sense for their own business. Now, 94% of the small business owners that were surveyed say they do plan to take advantage of online fraud prevention tools, such as antivirus security, firewall protection, and online browsing protection. Do you think that these businesses plan to rely on their banking institutions for these types of services, or will they rely on separate third parties? Well, we did not ask that question specifically, and we know that each small business has their own unique set of needs when it comes to these types of protections. The common advice that we give to our customers is they really should have professional help in ensuring that their security needs are up to what is appropriate for their business and that they stay up to date with 
operating system patches and uh, also the security protections so they can remain protected. Now, more than half of the businesses that were surveyed also say that they have monetary protections built into their contracts or agreements with the banking institutions with which they work. Are small businesses leaning too much on these contract protections? Would you say that they perhaps think that maybe they're more protected than they actually are? Well, small business owners should really review the contracts that they have in place to understand what protections are offered. Typically, the consumer protections are different from the protections that are offered to small businesses. So I think it's important for each of the small businesses to know how they're protected and how they need to partner with their institution to ensure they're doing the right things to protect themselves from fraud. Michelle and David, the survey also found that only two in five small business owners have written policies concerning remote networking, email and internet security procedures for their companies. Given what we know about remote access vulnerabilities, especially those at retailers, how concerning is this finding? Well, it's important for small businesses, regardless of what area we're talking about, that they document what the right thing to do is for their employees. If there's not documentation telling them what they should be doing, then it's left up to the employee's individual judgment, and they may not be doing what's responsible for the business. We've also seen a significant increase in the bring-your-own-device environments, whether it's home computers, tablets, or computers, and they also need to make sure that the right thing to do in those environments is going to make sure that the company is protected, because in many cases, the protections and the tools that individuals put on their computers will be different than what are on the, uh, the business's computer. So it's important to document what they want their employees to do and then find a way to, uh, to see to it that it takes place. Talking about employees and bring your own device, would you say that small businesses are doing enough to protect themselves from insider threats, and this could be intentional or unintentional? We're glad to see that uh, 95% of small business owners are taking some steps to protect themselves from fraud. Only 18% are utilizing dual control or controls that involve two people to be involved in a, a, a transaction. We know that um, in many cases, small businesses play a number of roles. They wear a number of hats at the business. They need to make sure that they're documenting what the right thing to do is for their companies, that they're utilizing these controls where it makes sense for their business. And if they only have a limited amount of time to spend on fraud prevention efforts, they're putting it in those areas that are most critical at protecting their business. And we really believe that dual control is one of those areas that can help protect against internal fraud. What about identity theft? Is this a concern for small businesses or is this purely a consumer concern? So small businesses have been targeted by cyber criminals specifically for identity theft or account takeover. So we've seen that they've been identified by the criminals as a specific target. Uh, they've been spearfished in some instances, and they really need to make sure that they're protecting themselves and their business's good name from fraud. And would you say that the findings of this survey reflect trends that are impacting small businesses throughout the country? But Tracy, I think that small businesses really, they, they are particularly susceptible to fraud, um, and they tend not to have um, a lot of resources to deal with it. So that coupled with our survey findings found that they are very focused on things like cash management and succession planning and hiring, all really important priorities. 
but that the focus on fraud can take second seat to those concerns. These folks have a lot on their plate, and um, a lot of it falls onto the small business owner's shoulders. So fortunately, there are precautions that they can take, and, and some of those things are fairly simple to execute upon. You know, things like even just checking account balances and account activity at least on a weekly basis, um, if not more often, ideally on a daily basis, can catch a fraud activity really early and really nip it in the bud. And then there's lots of, you know, products and services that can help as well. I think there are things that owners can do that are fairly easy to help them, even though they do have a lot on their plates and a lot to deal with. And then, Michelle and David, before we close, what should banking institutions take away from these results? What would be your recommendations? I think we all know that, you know, small businesses are such a critical part of what drives our economy and really the lifeblood of our country. And so as bankers, we work very closely with them, and we are in a position to help advise and educate, and I think we um, have an obligation to do that so that they can better protect themselves from the rising risk of fraud. And I also believe that financial institutions should view their customers as partners when it comes to securing their businesses. They should offer uh, advice on what the right thing to do is, what common scams are that are out there. And really having a partnership and an ongoing dialogue with the customer is really going to be important for protecting everybody. Michelle and David, I'd like to thank both of you again for your time this afternoon. Thanks, Tracy. Thanks, Tracy. Again, we've just heard from Michelle DeGangi and David Polino of Bank of the West. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.